Hey, what's up? It's your bro, Dr. Mario Escobedo. And before we get into this episode, let me explain to you what's going on, because this isn't a regularly scheduled episode. This is a bonus episode. As I've been telling you, the new publishing schedule for the podcast is that there will be a new episode the first and third Saturday of every month at 7.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. But I've also been telling you that there's going to be a YouTube live show the second and fourth Sunday of every month at 8.30 p.m. Central Standard Time over at the Christian Bro Code YouTube channel. Well, today is Tuesday, May the 12th. It's when this episode is being published. And two days ago on Sunday, May the 10th, I did the first proper YouTube Christian Bro Code live show. And so it wasn't the plan originally, but when I finished the live show, I said, hey, you know what? This, this would be a great episode for the podcast. It'd be a great bonus episode for the podcast. So all I did, I just, I just stripped the video off and all I have is the audio. And so what you're going to hear in this episode is exactly what happened during the live show over on the Christian Bro Code YouTube channel. And like I said, this is a bonus episode. So there's still going to be an episode the first and third Saturday of every month. And of course, a live show on the second and fourth Sunday of every month. So that's what you're going to hear in this bonus episode, exactly what took place on the first live show over on the Christian Bro Code YouTube channel. Now, before we get into that, let me remind you that I have a free training that I've prepared for you over at the ChristianBroCode.com. And that training is all about how to kickstart your own Bible study library, totally free. It's a good training. Uh, you know, I'm not saying that just because I'm the one who made it. Really, it is, it is a good training. And I want to get that into your hands because I know that you want to grow and you want to improve in your Bible study. So I'm going to put that free training into your hands. All right. So the episode you're about to hear, again, it's the replay from the live show from Sunday, May the 10th. And it, the, the theme, what I talk about in the live show is three reasons why you're not growing. Three reasons why you're not growing. And let me extend this invitation to you to subscribe to the YouTube channel and uh, hit that notification bell. That way, you know when I'm going live on the second and fourth Sunday of every month, 8.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Okay, so we're going to jump into the episode. We're going to roll the music, and then we'll get into the, the teaching. And then at the end, I'll come back on and just uh, give some final thoughts. Okay, bro, let's go. What's up? I'm your bro, Dr. Mario Escobedo, pastor and online Bible teacher. It wasn't all that long ago that I lacked the confidence, knowledge, and tools to feed my desire to dig deeper into God's Word. Fast forward past many lessons learned, mentors, and personal encounters with God, and you'll see the incredible privilege God has given me to teach the Bible to others. I'm convinced now more than ever that it's been God's Word that has led me to discover and fulfill the purpose God designed for me. I created the Christian Bro Code Podcast to help you on your journey to do the same. If you're a Christian bro who wants to grow as a disciple of Jesus so you can live, love, and lead in a way that honors God, you're in the right place. Let's get started, bro. Now, I'm not here to call you out. I'm not, I'm not here to, to put you down, to stomp on you. No. And let me tell you that when I talk about these three reasons, it's three reasons that I've, I've seen in Christian bros, but more than that, I've seen them in me. All right. So when, when I talk about these three reasons as to why, why you're not growing, 
I'm not speaking from a place of theory. It's not theoretical. I'm I'm talking from personal experience. Okay. So again, I'm not I'm not trashing you. I'm not speaking down to you. I'm there right there with you. And I, I hope that through my experience that uh, and through what I'm going to share with you, that it's it's going to help you overcome these obstacles to your growth. Okay. Now, when I talk about growing, of course, specifically, I'm talking about spiritual growth, right? That's the whole point of this. Live, love, lead to honor God. So I'm talking more than anything about spiritual growth. And so we're going to talk about these three reasons why, why you're not growing. Now, let's just start off by saying there are a ton of reasons. There could be a ton of reasons as to why you're not growing, but I've just selected these three as things that I've seen as obstacles in my life personally, and that I've seen other bros struggle with. So uh, my wife and my daughters just got home from a walk. So, hey, this is live, right? So anything can happen. Anyway, so these are the three reasons that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share with you. And let's jump into it. Reason number one as to why you're not growing, why you may not be growing, spiritually growing. Reason number one, here's what I'm going to share with you. You think spiritual growth should be easy. Now, again, I'm not calling you out. I'm not talking down to you. I'm not criticizing you or judging you. If I'm saying this, it's because it's been real in my life. But I think a a real reason as to why Christian bros, we don't grow spiritually. We don't take steps to spiritual growth from where we currently are to where God wants us to be, where we know God wants us to be. A huge reason for that is that we think spiritual growth should be easy. And and maybe maybe it's because we um, we compare spiritual growth to just our regular growth, right? Really, what did you have to do when you were growing up as a kid? What did you have to do? What did you actively have to do to grow? Not a whole lot. You ate what your mom put in front of you. You slept when they tell you to go to sleep. You get up when they tell you to get up. And voila, you grew. So you didn't have to do a whole lot of anything. You were going to grow no matter what. Unless, I mean, you're in a really bad situation. My heart goes out to you if that's the case. But you were going to grow. I mean, you were going to grow. But spiritual growth is completely different. And so one of the reasons you're not growing, one of the potential reasons you're not growing is because you think spiritual growth should be easy, just like your physical growth when you were a, a kid and a teenager. That was easy. You just grew. And there, there were some years that you just, man, you grew like a weed, right? And it was easy. All you had to do was eat. That, that part was easy. But that doesn't translate over to spiritual growth. Spiritual growth, and I think, I think you understand this, it's not easy. I mean, really, it's not easy. It requires effort. It requires time. It requires dedication. It requires a sacrifice on your part. Spiritual growth is not easy. And let me tell you something. You don't want it to be easy. I I don't think you want spiritual growth to be easy. Let me tell you, let me tell you why you don't want spiritual growth to be easy. It's because you don't value what didn't cost you something. And this is true of anything that you do in life, but narrowing this down to spiritual growth in particular, you don't value what didn't cost you something. And so if spiritual growth, if you want it to be easy, let me tell you, be careful what you wish for, because I can almost guarantee you that if it does by some miracle happen to be easy, you're not going to value it because it didn't cost you something. Let me give you, let me give you an analogy, an example as to, as to how this works out. So if you have kids, all right, some of you may not, but I'm sure you can relate to this, to this analogy anyway. 
let's say your kid wants an, a toy, right? A new doll, a new truck, a new whatever, just a new toy. And they're just begging you and bugging you, dad, 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 g- g- give me the toy. Give me the toy. Come on, please give me the toy. You look at the price tag, man, it's, it's not cheap. I mean, it's not so far out of reach, but it's not cheap. So what do you do? Well, being the good dad that you are, you, uh, you scrimp and you save. Maybe you put in a couple of extra hours. Maybe you don't go out to eat at lunch. Maybe you pack a bologna sandwich or something. What do you, you, you sacrifice for your kid, right? So that you can buy your kid that gift, that toy that they want. And it costs you something. You, you sacrifice for your kid so that they can have what they want. Then you get home. That proud day that you have that toy in your hands and you get home and you say, guess what? I have a surprise for you. What, daddy? What did you get for me? And you you give them the bag or maybe you even went through the trouble of wrapping it. And you say, here's the toy you wanted. And they open it up. Their eyes get big. And they're like, oh, daddy, thank you so much. And they love the toy. And they're playing with the toy. And they're playing with the toy. And then, you know, five days later. If you're lucky seven days later, they're still playing with the toy. But there comes a point where you ask them, hey, where's that toy I bought you? Uh, I don't know. Right. And then you go looking for the toy. And where is it? Well, it's out in the backyard. Maybe it's broken. Maybe it's covered in mud. Maybe it's now become the dog's toy. (laughs) Right. What happened? Well, it didn't cost your kid anything to get that toy. You just gave it to them. It didn't cost them anything, so they didn't value it. Now, you, it hurt you because it cost you something, extra work, extra hours, skipping out on lunch, saving a little bit more. It cost you something, so you value that even though it's not your toy. You value it because it cost you something, and it hurts you to see that it's just discarded, thrown away, and it's not being used. Your kid, it didn't didn't cost them anything, so they don't value it. Now, transfer that idea, that principle to spiritual growth. It has to cost you something. Spiritual growth has to cost you something because if it doesn't, you're not going to value it. Again, this is a principle that you can apply just about to, I mean, a ton of things in life, but applying it specifically to spiritual growth. If it doesn't cost you something, you're not going to value it. And so going back to that number, the first reason that I was talking about why you're not growing well, it's because you think spiritual growth should be easy. But when you discover that it's not easy, not easy you throw in the towel and you say, yeah, it's, it's not worth it. Man, let me tell you, it, it, it shouldn't be easy. Spiritual growth shouldn't be easy. N- not in my opinion. It has to cost you something. You have to invest in your growth. And that may be time. That may, may be money. That may be resources. That may be energy. That may be whatever. But your spiritual growth has to cost you something. Otherwise, you are not going to value it because typically you don't value what didn't cost you something. Now, let me give you an example from Scripture of a bro who understood that it had to cost him something. Now, this is taken from 2 Samuel chapter 24. We're talking about David. And David did something that angered God. He conducted a census when he should not have. And so what happened is that God gave him a choice. Hey, how do you want me to punish you? And uh, what ended up happening is that God sent a plague on the people of Israel. And so David, he's like, man, this can't happen. And so he decides to offer burnt offerings to the Lord in order to, you know, he offered, offered this sacrifice so that this can go away. And so 
he goes and he starts looking for all the things that he needs to offer the burnt sacrifice to the Lord. And he comes to a man by the name of Arauna, Arauna. And Arauna, when he finds out what David's trying to do, he wants to offer the sacrifice to the Lord. Arauna says, hey, don't worry about it. I'm going to give you everything you need, the ox and the wood, the threshing floor, everything you need to, to offer this sacrifice up to the Lord. I'm going to give it to you. And I want you to notice how David responded to this offer. He said this, but the king replied, this is David, the king replied to Arauna, no, I insist on paying you for it. He should have said, bro, right? I insist on paying you for it, bro. I will not sacrifice to the Lord my God burnt offerings that cost me nothing. That, that's, an impact, that's an impactful statement right there. That he recognized that what he was offering to God, it was going to cost him something. It had to cost him something. For him to value it, it had to cost him something. Now, we're not comparing apples to apples here, but the way I see it, for example, when I preach or I teach or I do something like this, I consider this my offering to the Lord, sort of my burnt offering to the Lord. That's how I view it. And I don't want this, what I'm doing, whether I'm preaching, teaching, spiritual growth, I don't want to offer that to the Lord without it having cost me something. Now, I'm fully aware of I'm not saved by my works. No, not at all. It's faith and grace. It's only by grace. But I'm talking about that post-salvation experience when I'm, when I'm working for the Lord and I'm wanting to grow, I think it's okay for it to cost me something because I want to value my spiritual growth. As I look back on my life and my spiritual growth, I want to look at those moments where they cost me something. I want to say, you know what? I've got the scars. I've got the battle wounds to prove that my growth didn't happen just because it cost me something. And spiritual growth it's going to have to cost you something in order for you to value it. And, and if you think that spiritual growth should be easy, I'm going to tell you, that's one of the reasons why you're not growing because you don't recognize that. No, it should cost you something. Now recognize this as well. Spiritual growth may not be easy. Oh man, but it's worth the effort. Um, yeah. And I know, you know, this, I know, you know, this, that those trials and those tribulations and those obstacles that you've had to overcome, they weren't easy. They contributed to your spiritual growth. And as you look back on them, you say, you know, it was, it, I went through hell. I went through hell, but I grew. I grew and, and I may not have liked it at the time, man, even now that I reflect on it, I may not like it very much, but I grew and it was worth the effort. It wasn't easy but it was worth it because I grew. So number one reason, or reason number one, rather, reason number one why you may not be growing, you think spiritual growth should be easy. And you know what, bro? It shouldn't be, and it definitely isn't. If you can get over that mindset and understand that spiritual growth has to cost you something, let me tell you something, you're going to grow. You're going to grow. All right. Reason number two. Now, don't freak out when you see this one, okay? Let me explain it. Let me explain something to you. Let me explain something to you before you freak out on me, okay? So here we go. Here we go. Reason number two why you're not growing is you're leaving all the work to the Holy Spirit. Now, notice how I capitalized, all caps, the word all. You're leaving all the work to the Holy Spirit. You're, you're um, how do I say this? You're being passive in your growth. You think that 
you're saved. And now all the growth that's going to happen is going to be because the Holy Spirit is going to make you grow. Now, does the Holy Spirit give us growth? Absolutely. No, no doubt. No doubt the Holy Spirit gives us growth. Absolutely no doubt there. But it's not the Holy Spirit's job to do the growing for us. He grows us. But it's when we give the effort to grow, when we do what's necessary on our part to grow, the Holy Spirit grants us growth. And and if you're just kind of, you know, kicking back, watching the game, and just saying, okay, God, I'm going to be here, and I'm just grow me, just just grow. It's it's your job. You're you're God, right? You're you're God, so grow me. If you're just kicking back in your mentality, your thought is it's His job to grow me. That's why you're not growing. You're leaving all the work to the Holy Spirit. Now, again, don't get me wrong. It is the Holy Spirit who guides us, who leads us, who ultimately gives us growth. But if we're not doing the things that are necessary to grow, there's no growth that the Holy Spirit can give us. And so one of the reasons you may not be growing, one of the reasons you're not growing is because you're leaving all the work to the Holy Spirit. Now, here's how I view it. Spiritual growth is a collaborative effort between the Holy Spirit and you. Spiritual growth let that sink in. Spiritual growth is a collaborative effort between the Holy Spirit and you. Now, the best analogy that I can give, I think, and it, again, it, you know, analogies, all analogies, all illustrations, they all break down at some point. Okay, so I recognize that. But the best analogy that I can give here about this being a collaborative effort between the Holy Spirit and you, the best analogy I can come up with is the production of Scripture, the inspiration of Scripture. Which is, in my mind, you know, and according to the, the, the doctrine that we hold as evangelical Christians of the, the production of Scripture, the inspiration of Scripture, I see that as a collaborative effort between the Holy Spirit and the, the human authors that he inspired to write Scripture. The Holy Spirit was guiding the entire process. He was inspiring the authors. We know that that's what we believe that Scripture itself teaches about its own production, that it was the Holy Spirit who guided the process of the production of Scripture, guided the process of inspiration. No question there. But at some point, the human authors who were being inspired by the Holy Spirit had to pick up, I don't know, a feather pen, a quill, a parchment, or a leather scroll, a vellum, they had to pick it up and they had to put pen to paper, as we would say, and they had to start writing what they sensed the Holy Spirit was inspiring them to write. And you'll notice that in Scripture, just compare the letters of Paul to the letters of, of uh, Peter to to the, the Gospels, you'll notice, even compare the Gospels to each other, and you'll notice that the personalities of each author, they come through. Right. It wasn't as if the Holy Spirit was mechanically dictating to each author what he should write. He was inspiring them, but the authors had to write down what they were hearing, you know, that inspiration that they were sensing from the Holy Spirit. They had to do it. So in that sense, it was a very collaborative effort. The Holy Spirit guiding the entire process, the Holy Spirit inspiring the authors. But they were the ones who were ultimately writing, actually writing collaborative effort. That, that for me is is just very obvious. It's, it's also obvious just in, in the whole structure of how God has decided to advance his kingdom here on earth. It's his kingdom. It's his work. But he's choosing us, us as humans, 
to advance the gospel on the earth, collaborative effort. And so I take that same principle and I apply it to my own spiritual growth, to your own spiritual growth at a one-on-one level to say your spiritual growth is a collaborative effort between the Holy Spirit and you. There are things you have to do in order to grow, in order to allow the Holy Spirit to grow you. There are things that you have to do. Guess what? You're going to have to read your Bible. I know, right? You're going to have to read your Bible. You're going to have to pray. You're going to have to show up to church. You're going to have to serve. All of those are avenues that the Holy Spirit uses to advance you in your growth. It's not a matter of I'm saved. Whew, that's it. All I do is sit back, kick back, relax, watch the game, March Madness, all the bowl games for college, playoffs, NBA playoffs, NFL. I just kick. And as I'm just passively sitting there doing nothing, the Holy Spirit is going to grow me. Doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't work that way. It's a collaborative effort. Now, tie this back to that first reason we were talking about why you're not growing, that you think it's easy. And 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 look how the, how they fit together. If it's a collaborative effort, it means that there are going to be times, and, and because it's not easy, it's not meant to be easy, there are going to be times when, guess what, you're going to have to turn off the TV. You're going to have to stop watching Netflix. You're going to have to turn off YouTube and autoplay because things just keep playing. I mean, I've gotten caught in that trap where things are just playing and playing and playing. They're on autoplay and it's just going and going and going. You're going to have to stop that because it's a collaborative effort between you and the Holy Spirit and that work of growth. It's not meant to be easy. So understand that, that one of the reasons you may not be growing is because you haven't recognized that spiritual growth is a collaborative effort between the Holy Spirit and you. And so one of the reasons, or the second reason that you may not be growing is because you're leaving all the work to the Holy Spirit. Reason number three, you don't realize that growth takes patience and practice. Yeah, practice. Growth takes practice. And spiritual growth in particular takes patience, and it does take practice. It's, it's strange to think of it in those terms, right? That, that spiritual growth requires practice, but it does. And so get, let, me, let me give you just this simple word of encouragement. The more you do it, the better you'll get at it. Now, that's, that's a little vague and ambiguous. Really, that can apply to anything in life. But I'm talking specifically at, about spiritual growth. The more you do it, the better you'll get at it. Now, I've spoken with a lot of bros. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a pastor, and so I get to speak with a lot of bros. And a lot of them have told me, man, I just, I just, I struggle so much to read the Bible. Okay. So how often are you reading the Bible? Well, you know, every once in a while, well, guess what? You're never going to get better. It, it's, it's developing the practice, the habit of reading the Bible. That's going to make you better at reading the Bible. I mean, it's, it's just like, like any, like any sport, right? It's the more you do it, that you get better at it. You, you get better at the more you do it. Apply that to any sport. Apply that to your job. When you started off on your job, I, I bet you were a klutz. I mean, I, I bet they had 20 reasons or more to fire you in the first two weeks that you were working. But the longer you were there, the longer you were doing your job, the better you got at it. If you've ever been in sports, I was in sports in high school. It wasn't any good, but I was in sports in high school. Played baseball in high school. Played uh, football in middle school. Again, I wasn't any good, but anyway, but the more you do it, the better you get at it. Do, do you think 
Michael Jordan started off being Michael Jordan. No, we all know the famous story that he got cut from his high school basketball team. But the more he did it, the better he got at it, right? And I say Michael Jordan because Michael Jordan is the GOAT. Just saying, I'm sorry, it's not LeBron. It's not LeBron. But anyway, the more you do it, the better you get it. And that applies to spiritual growth as well. The, if you're struggling with praying, you, you know how you get better at praying? By praying. If you're struggling with reading your Bible, you know how you get better at reading your Bible? By reading your Bible. And we're not doing these things, right, man? Please be so clear on this, bro, that the reason we're not doing this to obtain God's favor. We're not doing this so that God will love us more. I'm going to pray more so God will love me. No, I'm going to read my Bible more so God will love me. No. See, God's love for you is perfect right now. God cannot love you any more than he loves you right now. If God could love you any more than he could love you right now, that means that he has room for growth himself and he's not a perfect God. And that's just not the case. So we don't want to grow. We don't want to read our Bible. Bible more, pray more so that we can obtain God's love or he'll love us more. It has nothing to do with that. We want to do it because we want to grow and it's good to grow. That's one of the values at our church. It's good to grow. And that's, that's the purpose and, and the trajectory that God has set up for us to grow. And so the more you read your Bible, the better you get at reading your Bible. The more you devote time to praying, the better you get at praying. The more you serve at your church, the better you get at serving. That's just a principle that's at work. The more you do it, the better you get at it. And I, I know that sometimes you might look at some of the the really strong, mature Christian bros at your church. And you're like, man, that guy's got it all together. Let me let you in on a little secret. Nobody starts off as a mature disciple of Jesus. Nobody. Nobody starts off as a mature disciple of Jesus. Just look at the example of the disciples. That I mean, they were literally with Jesus and they were the OGs. They were the original disciples of Jesus. And, and you just read through the gospels and man, you, you get a quick idea of, of their level of immaturity in some cases, right? Nobody starts off as a mature disciple of Jesus. Let me give you another little word of encouragement. The most mature Christian bro was at one time, the most immature Christian bro. And this, this is why I'm emphasizing this point that you're going to grow, but it's going to take patience and it's going to take practice. It's not going to happen overnight. And that's okay. That growth is good. As you're, as you're going through that growth in this collaborative process with the Holy Spirit and you understand it's, it's not easy and it's not meant to be easy, as you're going through that process, you're being patient, you're practicing, you're working out your salvation with fear and trembling, and you're growing, and you realize, man, I may not be exactly where I want to be or where I need to be, but I know that I'm not where I was three months ago. I, I, I know that I'm not where I was a year ago. I've grown. And so understand this third reason that growth takes patience and practice. And if you don't understand, if you don't realize that, you're going to frustrate yourself. You're going to, you're going to feel like throwing in the towel. And, and this may be a huge reason as to why you're not growing. You don't realize that growth takes patience and practice. So to summarize the three reasons why you may not be growing. Number one, we said you think spiritual growth should be easy. Uh, uh, it's not. 
shouldn't be. It's got to cost you something. Number two, you're leaving all the work to the Holy Spirit. Eh, wrong again, buddy. It's not that. It's a collaborative effort between the Holy Spirit and you. And number three, you don't realize that growth takes patience and practice. Remember, nobody starts off as a mature Christian bro. You've got to grow. And the more you do it, the better you'll be at it. So what can you do to grow? We, we looked at those three reasons. And again, I, I start off by saying there are a ton more reasons why you may not be growing. I get that. I just chose these three in particular. But now that we've looked at these three reasons as to why you're not growing, okay, so what do you do? What can you do so that so you can start growing? I'm going to give you two suggestions, okay? Two suggestions. There's a, there's a lot more stuff you can do for sure. You you know that. You can come up with stuff on your own too. But I'm going to give you two suggestions, two things that you can implement actually right now. It, it won't take you long. It's not going to cost you any money to implement these things so you can start growing. Let me get a drink of water first. Stuff is hard work. Anyway, so what can you do to grow? Number one, find a trusted, mature Christian bro to help you. That's it. Simple. Find a trusted, mature Christian bro to help you. Now, notice that I didn't say just find a bro. And notice I didn't say just find a Christian bro. I, I'm saying find a trusted, mature Christian bro to help you. I think that for this to work, you need to, you need to find somebody who is more mature than you, spiritually speaking. You need to find somebody who is, you know, like if you're at this level, and I don't know how you necessarily measure your Christianity and your level of Christianity, your maturity, but if you're here, they're here, right? They're, they're, they're more further along. They're further along in their journey than you are. You need that. You need that. But they need to be trusted individuals as well. Why? Because in order for this to work, you, you have to be able to be vulnerable and open with this bro so you can share with him your struggles, what you're going through. We call that accountability. And and if you don't, if this person isn't a trusted individual, in the back of your mind, you're going to be like, man, should I really be telling him this? Because what if he goes and blabs it, right? You're not going to open up. You're not going to get to the sin beneath the sin, so to speak. You're not going to get to the issue, the real issues at heart. And it's just going to be really difficult for you to open up to that person. So it needs to be someone who you you, you trust that individual. You trust that Christian bro. And by the, rec by the way, I recommend that it be a bro right? If you're a bro, it should be a bro. If you're a bro, it should be a bro. -ette. But if you're a bro, it should definitely be a bro. You don't want to, you just don't do it. You don't confide in women for that kind of stuff. It's just dangerous. Don't do it. But they need to be trusted and mature. And I think that mature component is very important too, because you want somebody who's going to call, you know, they're going to call you to the carpet on things, right? They're going to, they're going to tell you what to need, what you need to hear, but they're, they're not going to do it in a way to crush you. And to just squash you and say, here, let me tighten this. I, I want you to feel the pain, right? Feel the pain. No, that's, not, that's not what you're going for. You want somebody who is going to call you out on things. They're going to hold you accountable, but they're going to do it in a way that's full of love and grace, right? That, that's what Jesus did. He, truth, love, and grace. And they're, they're going to hold you accountable, but they're going to do it in a way that is loving, full of grace, and that is intended to advance you and to help you grow. So this person has to be someone who is trusted and mature so that they can help you. The second thing you can do, what can you do to grow? The second thing you can do is self-assess. And I hope I, I hope I spelled that right. Yes. That's a dangerous word to spell. 
It's spelled right, though. It is two S's at the end. Self-assess. You know, you need to take time once in a while to just sit back and evaluate. You know, we're always going, 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 going. And, and we're, we're going so fast that we, we don't know where we are. You know, we're, sometimes we're just, we're just going so fast that, that we don't know where we are. And so it's good from time to time, pump the brakes, bro. Just pump the brakes. Slow down. Take a full stop. And just evaluate, assess where you are right now. And then say, okay, this is where I am right now with regards to my spiritual walk, with regards to my spiritual growth, my spiritual maturity. Where was I three months ago as compared to where I am right now? Where was I six months ago? Where was I a year ago? Have I seen growth in my life? Or am I still struggling with the same temptations, the same shortcomings that I've always struggled with? Have I outgrown some of my temptations? Have I, have I grown out of some of the struggles that I've been having? If not, why not? Why, why am I still struggling with the same things that I've been struggling with for six months, for a year, for two, for three years? Why am I still struggling with those same things? Self-assess. If you never take time to self-assess, you're just never going to know where you are in your journey and how much you've traveled in your journey and where you are now as compared to where you were before. You need to take time to self-assess. And, and in, as part of that self-assessment, I, I talked about this in an episode, man, I, I don't even know what episode it was of the podcast. This is a long time ago. You look back to see how far you've grown, to, to measure your growth. But you also, in part of this self-assessment, you need to look forward. You need, you need to look towards the future. Where is it that you want to be in three months, in six months, in a year? That's part of that self-assessment. Self-assessment isn't just comparing yourself where you are right now to where you've been, but it's looking forward and saying, you know, this is where I want to be. How am I going to get there? This is where I want to be. This is where I am right now. There's a gap right there. You know what that gap is? Growth. It's growth. It's not bad that there's a gap from where you are right now to where you want to be or where you sense God wants you to be, that there's a gap. There should always be a gap. You know why? Because there's always room to grow because none of us has learned everything that there is to learn or has grown all that there is to grow. There should always be a gap between where you are and where you sense God wants you to be. That gap is your growth. But in order for you to know what to do in that gap, you need to know where you are and you need to know where it is that you want to be. And so part of the self-assessment isn't just reflecting on the past and where you've been as compared to where you are right now, but it's also looking forward to where you sense God wants you to be and then putting into place what you need to do in order to close the gap. And let me tell you that when you, when you arrive where God wants you to be, the beautiful, the wonderful thing about God is that he always has another step for you. He always has something more that he wants for you. So that, I don't know why I took the screen down, but that self-assessment is going to be so crucial to your growth. So notice, you're going to find a trusted, mature Christian bro to help you, and you're going to self-assess. Now, other things like tuning into the podcast, tuning into the live, the live show, 
finding other avenues of growth through YouTube, podcast, Bible study, stuff like that. All those things are going to help you. But you, you, need, you need to devote yourself and say, I am going to grow. I'm going to take responsibility for my own growth. My growth is my responsibility. I'm not going to push it off on the pastor. I'm not going to push it off on the men's ministry director. I'm not, it's not their responsibility. Now, yes, they have a responsibility to help me grow. But at the end of the day, they can't go to my house and read my Bible for me. At the end of the day, they can't go to my house and pray in my place. They can't grow for me. They can help me grow. And part of the responsibility is to help me grow. But at the end of the day, I'm the only one responsible for my own spiritual growth. There it is. And so you, you grow and you take, you take ownership, you take leadership, you take responsibility for your own spiritual growth. And you say, if I'm going to grow, it's my responsibility. No one else can grow for me. And I, and I, I hope that the, the podcast and the live show here on the YouTube channel are beneficial and helpful for you in your growth. Because uh, as I've been saying, the whole point of this is to live, love, lead to honor God. And your spiritual growth is going to be such an important, I mean, it's, it's all, it's, it's everything. It's everything in helping you achieve that, to live, love, to lead, and to honor God. All right, bro. I hope that was helpful to you. I hope that explained some things to you as to why you may not be growing. And again, let me just extend this invitation to you. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on, uh, I don't know, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever it is that you're listening to your podcast. Subscribe that way. As soon as a new episode is put out, you're on top of it and you get that. Also subscribe to the Christian Bro Code YouTube channel so that you can be there live and in person as I'm doing the live shows the second and fourth Sunday of every month at 8.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. And uh, what's cool about the live shows is that you can write in the comments, you can ask questions, you can comment, you can just say, what's up, bro? Stuff like that. It, it's very easy to interact on the live show. And I love that interaction. And I've mentioned to you before that eventually, I don't have a specific timeline for this yet, but eventually there will also be some call-in features on the Christian Bro Code uh, YouTube live show. So, hey, be on the lookout for that stuff. Subscribe to the to podcast and to the YouTube channel. Just subscribe all over the place. If you see Christian Bro Code, just subscribe. Just, just, just hit that subscribe button. That way you're always up to date on the latest content. Don't forget, head on over to the Christian Bro Code Dot com. There's a link in the description of this of this episode and pick up your free training, how to kickstart your own Bible study library. All right. That's all I've got for you for now. And until next time, God bless, bro.